the church needs solutions that reflect faith. Evangelism is not effective unless it is a work of faith. But there are seven secondary features it is best that a program has. Programs ought not represent a risk or threat of loss to those they seek to serve. If the program increases risk for clients, it teaches them fear, not faith. A program needs to be resilient. If it can fail or be compromised or is short-lived, it reinforces the idea that life is risky and impermanent. The program ought not potentially bring faith into disrepute. It ought not make participation a test of faith. Programs must require little or no investment. Demand for more than people have makes the program a test of faith, increasing client risk. Programs need to be customizable to the needs, location, and situation of the client. The more demands on the client, the more like a test of faith the program becomes. The program must be adjustable to fit the needs of the people and places in which it is to operate during its operation. It must be fully downloadable onto the client. But mostly the program must not transfer trust from the people of God to the state nor inadvertently promote the secular state. If the program becomes unstable or a risk to its clients, the state will become involved making the church appear to be a source of risk and the state something clients can trust. The a priori suite is a set of programs based on faith to be implemented as a work of faith by the people of faith to increase faith. The work of the church requires believers prove to the world they are people the world can have faith in. But faith in us is not possible if we do not demonstrate we have faith in the Word of God. The church cannot conveniently exculpate inconvenient verses and expect to be trusted by the world. Ideas such as selling all we have and giving the proceeds to the poor are not just incorporated into the program, they are part of the program's marketing. The exhortation to not worry about the morrow and to cease the obsessive accumulation of property as a way to handle risk are two more ideas usually considered hyperbolic but are sensible. Faith produces better insurance than bank accounts or portfolios. The a priori suite elaborates and takes to heart the proposition that the love of money is the root of all kinds of sorrow. 1 Timothy 6 verse 10 For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith, and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. This verse is not just paid lip service to, it results in the restructuring of barter and the elimination of money as a means of exchange, as it is commonly understood. All of a priori's programs are deeply indebted to the golden rule for how they operate. They are also dependent on the organizational model of what the Bible refers to as the church and how they are structured and administrated. For reasons of clarity, we call the biblical model an a priori trust to ensure it is not confused with the meeting hall model favored by modern theologians and pastors. A priori trusts are works of faith created by the people of faith. Works of faith create faith-based communities, in the Bible this is called a church. Faith cannot be expressed but in concert with others of the faith and this creates trust. Faith is a social exercise that builds communities of trust and the trust when supported by works becomes a fully functional community of faith called a trust. This is what this suite of programs relate to. The faith-based way to end unemployment forever for everyone. Unemployment is possibly the most irrational feature of the modern social landscape. If we were to imagine the most illogical situation possible, at its heart would be the unemployed. In a world where everyone eats, what is more absurd than joblessness? What is employment but people helping people? 
The implication behind employment is that we are better at one thing than others. All the economy needs is a way to track the value of the help we give and get. By dividing the economy into 12 sectors each focused on a speciality, all persons are employed by one of the sectors. All persons work within a sector and each sector trades goods and services with the other sectors. This creates an economy of full employment. The program is capitalized by donations of assets made to a trust. The trust credits the depositor's preferred share account with credits equal to the value of the investment made. The trust pays those who help others with preferred shares deposited to their account. Those who are assisted pay for the help by having their preferred account debited. In the way anyone in the trust can get help and anyone in the trust can give help and this is the definition of full employment. Trust makes full employment possible without inflation or the problem of funding job creation using debt. Every person can find someone to help, and we all need help with something, so there is always something for everyone to do and always someone whose help we can use, and that is all that is needed for full employment. Making War Redundant War is about destruction. The army that can destroy more of what the enemy has, faster than what it has is destroyed, wins the war. The key to destruction is finding the key to construction. Conventional armies target physical assets, a priori and trusts destroy the legitimacy of the enemy without necessarily going to war. Trusts create redundancy. Alternative sources of essential items are developed. The enemy is ostracized by the trusts. All trade with the enemy ceases. Secondary sources are substituted. Trade is not resumed until any damage wrought by war or aggressive activity is made good or a schedule of reconciliation is agreed to. Were war unavoidable, the main targets apart from military units are banks and other financial institutions. The Elimination of Petty Crime Major crime is left with the established system. However, conventional jurisprudence is ill-equipped to deal with nuisance crimes. How many people, services, and offices does it take to deal with one unruly punk caught shoplifting? The responsibility for dealing with disruptive citizens belongs to the community. There has to be norms, but it is not a norm unless it is maintained. The norm is an account in good standing. The a priori trust has the responsibility of reconciling the accounts in its ledger. The first step is taken in faith. The plaintiff goes to the accused with the details of the issue and seeks a resolution. If a resolution is not forthcoming the plaintiff goes to a third party called an adjudicator. If the adjudicator cannot resolve the situation the matter is taken up in a court of citizens who adjudicate the matter and render a verdict. The citizens court issue a reconciliation petition under which reconciliation can be achieved and citizenship in the trust reinstated. If there is no resolution of the matter in the allotted period, the accused is ostracized and ultimately banished, and citizenship permanently revoked. A citizen court has the power to credit the plaintiff any damages awarded by the court. The guilty is given a schedule according to which the award is to be liquidated. If the guilty abides by the schedule, he or she regains full citizenship. If the schedule is avoided further penalties are added and at a prescribed point the guilty is ostracized by the community and ultimately banned on threat of imprisonment from the jurisdiction covered by the court. Eliminating poverty with a new monetary model. Money is not a thing. The idea that one can see or feel money is the silliest notion this world has entertained. A gold coin is not money. 
It may be used in lieu of money as a standardized trade item to make trade more flexible, but it is not money. Money is a unit of account. Unit of accounts are not visible, except as numbers in an account book. A medium of exchange is a physical unit that facilitates trade. That is an asset owned by private enterprise or the state. It is lent out at a price. Sometimes the price is value added as with interest payments or by seigniorage. Either way the value of the currency inflates. To create money is to create an accounting system composed of a system of accounts that records debits and credits using a unit of account. In a priori in economics, the unit of account is called a preferred, which is a contraction of preferred shares. When the market produces equity, which is value added to an asset, the equity is recorded as a credit to the account of the worker who produced it. This balance is then available for purchases. Equity is produced by work. When workers produce goods and services, they are paid a living wage. This is paid as a credit to their preferred account. Thus, there is no inflation, and the economy is stable without inflationary cycles. Eliminating taxation, inflation, and the state. Only barter has no inflation. Every dollar of taxation and every dollar printed and every dollar of debt produces inflation. That is an absolute and invariable fact. To eliminate inflation requires eliminating the state. No state can exist without inflating the currency because every state requires tax revenues to operate. No agency that produces inflation or path to inflation can exist without the direct involvement and participation of the state. The a priorian program for the elimination of taxation requires the private sector produce, directly, all social goods. Barter can exist in a sophisticated economy if provided with a mechanism called a unit of account that digitalizes the value of the goods and services bartered. This digitalizing of bartered goods might seem awkward or even impossible, but remember all taxation is inflation and the only exchange that is not inflationary is barter. Social goods are created by one economic sector building something for another. So, in fact creating social goods is just a kind of barter. Every item bartered has a value and values can be recorded as units of account and tracked. To make the barter of social goods possible the economy is divided into 12 different sectors. Each sector barters with the other. The values are digitalized by a system of accounts. The transportation sector transports goods and the construction sector builds roads. Roads built by the construction sector at the behest of the transportation sector requires the market debit the buyer's account and credit the seller's account. This is true whether the buyer is an individual or an economic sector. The seller's account is credited the price of the goods or services sold whether the seller is an individual or a sector. This program eliminates the need for the state and inflation.